What's up, everybody? Thank you for checking out this week's episode of O Jeremiah Talks. We have a wonderful guest and a wonderful episode for you, but first, we have a couple of things we need to let you know about. Thing number one, we have a new song coming out this Friday. It's called Telephone Number. If you want to pre-save it, you can you can do that. Uh, and if but if not, you you can just listen to it this Friday. Just search on Spotify or Apple Music or Amazon or whatever you listen to your music on. It's called Telephone Number, and it's a really fun song and one of the singles coming off of our new album Joymonger, which releases on May first. And in support of that song and that album, we're going on tour. So if you want to find us on the road, meet us in person, and shake our hand or whatever, uh, you just go to ojeremiah.com. And all of our tour dates are there. We're going to New York City. We're going to Athens, Georgia. We live in Athens, Georgia. So we're remaining in Athens, Georgia, I guess. Uh, Hattiesburg, Mississippi. And Little Rock, Arkansas. Washington, D.C. It just seems like we're kind of all over the place. So if you want to see us on the road, ojeremiah.com slash tour dates. It's all in there. And then last but not least, if you like this episode, we have so many more episodes at our Patreon for five bucks a month or ten dollars if you want the music side of our Patreon, you can listen to more episodes like this where we talk about uh, therapy, relationships, music, all those things. Uh, just go to patreon.com slash ojeremiah or ojeremiahtalks.com. It'll take you to the same place. So this week on the podcast, we have our friend Anna Kate Auten. She is wonderful. We met her at the co-working space that we that we help run, and she is just really intelligent, really knowledgeable about being an entrepreneur, about being self-employed, and just realistic about where she's at. And this is a really, really fun conversation. And we got to talk about stuff we haven't gotten to talk about before, like deconstruction of faith, body image, therapy. Oh, I mean, we talk about therapy like a lot on this podcast, actually. But really, really fun conversation. And I hope that you enjoy it a fraction as much as we did, because man, this was this was a great time. So check it out. Here we go. Oh, Jeremiah talks about body image. Let's do it. Okay, we're rolling. Sorry. Uh, Aaron is currently about to pour everyone tea. I'm extremely nervous. It is smoking a lot. Oh, did you see the steam? I, that I did. I was... Because mint steam burns your eye. Socket, does it? Just so everyone knows. Okay, well, <laughs> we are all aware. So, Anna Kate, thank you for coming on to our podcast. Of course. Your very first podcast, which is exciting to me. It is exciting. I'm very, I'm very honored to have you in our apartment to talk about everything that you... That, yeah, so I just That's kind of... A, nice. Fangirling yeah. over the couch a little bit. It's fine. I, Let's talk about that. Real quick, Let's talk real about quick, babe. We've done. A, I've done we've a been few doing this podcast before. for a year. Sorry, sorry. I'm trying to get the smoke out of my eye. <laughs> you, the microphone was across the room when you were talking. Let's, well, there we go. <laughs> I love you so much. So I just want to give us some backstory she wants on how to talk we talk about the couch, though. Okay, go ahead. You told me it was from Joybird. It's great. That feels I, so adult. I was looking for adult. a couch last year, and I looked at Joybird and was like, Here. "Yeah, <laughs> give yeah, it a couple yeah. years." We went out of our way to make it an adult purchase, <clears throat> and yeah. it's the same thing with noodles. It's we have these <laughs> these things where we want to feel like we're taking charge, and responsibility is like a, a false sense of that in and some ways. Also, but our last couch was definitely falling apart. Yeah, we got it from Walmart. Walmart.com. I wish you could have been there the day we moved it out into that room. I'm glad you weren't. It was a really bad moment for our marriage. Yeah, it was oh, no. It was really tough. It was very, we looked at each other, said some horrible things to each other. And then high-fived at the end. And then high-fived at the end. Like, hey, listen, 
let's just learn to not do that again. I'm really glad that's over. Because <laughs> sometimes you want to sit down and be like, hey. It uh-huh. took an hour and a half to move the couch from the living room to our the second bedroom. Yeah. Because we didn't know how geometry We would works. make terrible movers, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So Anyways, thank you for the compliment. <laughs> thank There's you not a lot of distance between here and the No, no, no. It was like bedroom, trying to fit it in between. And I was in the bathroom hovering over the couch, sweating. We were like breaking walls. I think we probably permanently damaged the structure of this building. Yeah, the top of the couch, <laughs> uh, the fabric is worn totally thin where I got it stuck on the doorknob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. no. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there was a moment where we had, we were like, Aaron we looked at me. The doorknob? Yeah, we were, we were very sweaty. And very. we were like, this is going to take five minutes to just move it in there. We, an hour later, mm-hmm. we're very sweaty, mm-hmm. uh, looking at each other with hatred. If, both ways. Yeah, we were bad. both like, I <laughs> wish that this wouldn't have happened today. Yeah. And uh, Aaron said, should we just break the couch in half? And we're, like when that's your best idea, <laughs> you're in way over your head. Oh, <laughs> okay. It was pretty, pretty right. So what happened after? Did you guys have to like separate for a little bit or no, we just like, have to talk said, it out? Let's not talk about this ever again. Okay. Because so and here we are. Yeah. So yeah. and I have been together for almost eight years and you have little, like it's surprising when little bitty things turn into big fights yeah. and then you want to sit down and be like, Hey, we need to figure out why that happened. But this, but, Cause it's not about yeah. the little thing. It, right. Yeah. This but time this it one was only about the couch. Yes. Okay. And That's we, good. and we sat down and we were like, Hey, listen, we don't need to waste our time trying to evaluate yeah, yeah. that. Let's get out of here. Why we're bad at moving. Yes. So anyways, <laughs> so, so I would like, we met Anna Kate. Yes. At the co-working space that we work at, you were at the anniversary, no, sorry, you were at the the launch of mm-hmm. Niche Co-working Space, and you were at that party, and you were like, I'm here to meet community, I'm here, yep. I'm freelance, and I want to do this. Was this like the beginning of your business? When was that? That was in 2018. I feel like I need to point out, I know you don't do a lot of podcasts with us. This is the most amped she's ever been on this podcast. I have listened to all your podcasts, and this is, feels like the most. I am pretty loud. I so feel far. like she just chugged four <laughs> shots of is espresso it? before she hit I record. Had... Fine. I'll just pour the tea. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm ex- I'm enjoying it. I just feel like we need to point it out. I just want to make her comfortable. No, that's great. Sometimes Yelling at her to makes make... her totally comfortable. She seems relaxed. She does seem relaxed. <laughs> that's true. Um, so I started my business April of 2017, so I'm not quite sure when the launch was. Okay, so describe describe your business and tell me what, uh, what would you want me to know about your business? So I'm a brand designer and strategist. I work with small businesses uh, with... Um, like mission-minded small businesses to help them create branding that speaks to their target audience and sets them apart from their competitors. That's awesome. So whenever you're, why, why did you choose small business? Because are, are you like me in that it's no fun working for the big guy? Yeah. So I worked for the big guy for a while in college. I did internships at corporate real estate companies. So what the first one I well, I don't know if the name matters, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stream Realty Partners, and then I worked at DTZ, which is now Cushman Wakefield. Um, and then uh, in between, a design studio called Nimble, who did design work for those big companies. And mm-hmm. I knew pretty early on, well, I fell in love with the power of branding because these companies would buy a building, we would rebrand it from everything from like signage, the parking deck, um, like collateral materials, everything like that, and they'd flip it. So I fell in love with the power that branding had, but I knew really early on I didn't want to make rich people richer sure Mm -hmm. and also I just I don't really get along with suits Mm. you know I had to like dress differently so dapper like no I mean like the suits as in the type of like Mm. those rich 
yeah. white, very patriarchal. Like that's <clears throat> not. Because I remember one of the things that made me want to go into music was I never want to dress up and look. And then I'm looking in the mirror like, wow, I I dress yeah. like. No, but I'm, I think she's talking about the type of person. Yeah, I know, and that's why. I, right, but I, that's mm-hmm. I'm disclaiming the first uh, comment that I made. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But I, you said you didn't want to make the rich richer, mm-hmm. which often as a freelancer that ends up making you the poor poorer. Yes, for sure. Yes, <laughs> definitely. So yeah. do you, is that something that you struggle with or is that something you've surrendered to and you're just, no, I think I still struggle with that because I like right now, I really love the businesses that I've had the like, um, honor of working with, but I have two other jobs to support myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the, the struggle right now is I know that I'll like cap out at some point, um, with the amount of work that I can take on and the amount that I can charge. Cause I always want to be accessible to those small businesses. That's who I really like working with. Yeah. So it feels, this might be a money mindset issue of mine. It feels like there's a cap on what I can charge. Mm. I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah. So. Yeah. And who's to say? Yeah. I know. That's the hardest part is that no one's telling you if you're doing yeah. the right thing or not. Mm. You have to make all the shots. Yeah. And there's so many, I mean, I can research and research and there's so many voices who are, are saying things, but then that overwhelms me. Yeah. When there's so many different opinions and advice and stuff Is like it that. always changing too? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Pricing is always a struggle in the design. I mean, in a lot of fields, I think, but it's always a conversation in the design world. Whenever you send Mm. someone a quote, do you feel like you have to tag on an apology at the very end? I don't anymore. I've really tried just in general in a lot of areas in my life to stop apologizing. Mm -hmm. I feel like women do that too much. Um, Sometimes I have to, sometimes I'll draft an email and be like, okay, that's not necessary. That's not helpful. That, yeah. So yes, sometimes I do it, but I don't send it. Oh, interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when, yeah. Is it because you feel like this is going back to, I feel like I can't charge enough. How often doing this, do you feel like you're a fraud? <laughs> so much. So, right? <laughs> yes. Isn't that insane? Yeah. Because yeah. who, when you're lo- looking through Instagram, you have your favorite accounts. You're mm-hmm. like looking through all these things. Uh, those people probably feel like frauds too. Mm-hmm. And at some point they were no one. Mm-hmm. And then they convinced enough people that they were someone and now mm-hmm. they are someone, whatever. Yeah. At what point do you get to start feeling like someone? How do you, yeah, what are the steps to mm-hmm. to feeling like you ha- are the authority on something? Yeah, I think that's internal. It's not the work or like it's not the projects that I take on. That's, I think that's on me to mm. to work through. Yeah, it really is. And it's not just yeah. design related. It's in a lot of areas of life. Sure. Mm-hmm. Do you think that when you say that's, that's you, like mm-hmm. inner work or whatever, mm-hmm. are you is it more of, am I willing to do that work? Or do you think that you are capable? Are you in a good spot for that? Cause I feel like I have mm. seasons of like, wow, Ooh. I am amazing. Yeah. I mean, this is bigger than design too. Um, inner work. Uh, sometimes there's times when I'm just like, I cannot, I can't do this right now. I just kind of, I'm going to float. Um, and then sometimes it's like, no, it's time to, it's time to tackle this and pursue this and change a little bit. Um, so I, I kind of, in some regards, um, I feel limited by finances sometimes a little bit there because something I really want for myself is therapy. Mm-hmm. Oh, I really yeah. want, Oh man. Yeah. I think we've talked pro- I think we've probably talked about we, that before. We, I'm sure I, yeah, <laughs> I always casually bring up something yeah. heavy at lunch or. I know you're in, <laughs> I know you're an Enneagrammer, yeah. mm-hmm. which is yeah. one of the things that uh, we all have in common. Yeah. Do you feel like you are using think tools like the Enneagram mm-hmm. as like a stepping stone into therapy until you can yeah. get to that point. Yes. I am doing as much. I mean, in this today, it might change tomorrow. It was different last week. I'm doing as much inner work as I can right now on my own. Yeah. Um, but 
that's something I would really like is therapy to, you know, pursue that yeah. even more with like the help of an expert. Um, and I'm a five. So you're asking if I feel capable. I never feel capable. <laughs> <laughs> that is one of our things. We never feel capable or equipped to, to deal with life, yeah. the struggles of life. Yeah. yeah. And also I've, my experience with fives, they like knowing everything there is to know about their thing. That's hard. Which there's no way to know it all. Mm-hmm. So you're more qualified in your knowledge, mm-hmm. yet you feel the least yeah. authority. Like Isn't that the weird? Least, yeah, that's <laughs> very unfortunate. Yeah. And um, there's another thing that I just thought of. Um, oh, I'm the holistic psychologist on Instagram. Have you oh, guys heard of her? Follow, I'm going to go so find that. Erin <laughs> loves a good so therapist it's to follow. Like, it's a therapist on Instagram, but I'm like, this is a great stepping stone towards holistic? therapy. Yeah. Okay. I think it's the holistic psychologist. So even accounts like that are, it's not, it's not quite therapy, but it still like gives prompts and is, is really helpful in doing some of that Got work. Got you another one, mindful MFT. Okay. I'll tag you in her stuff. Yeah. That feels like, that literally feels like I'm a therapist is telling me how to do the work. Ooh. It's okay. so, it's so good. Okay. I'm finding this one. Sometimes <laughs> that account looks like she's looking in our window and then she's like, mm, and then she goes to Instagram and tweet stuff <laughs> and it feels like, Oh, okay, cool. She is like watching my entire life right mm-hmm. now. Oh, you don't feel that way. Mm, it, I mean, it is. I, I wonder how this woman comes up with so many realizations like that. Like there, like they're so thought provoking and like, but so well thought out. I'm like, cause it's marriage and family therapists. That's mm-hmm. MFT. But like, it's not, I mean, it's not just that. I mean, it's for any, she specializes in like, I think marital relationships. Like she does like retreats and stuff, mm-hmm. but I mean the inner work that she just tells you to do like on your own. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how she comes up with that much content. That's interesting. You know? Yeah. Well, if you can start doing some of that inner work now, then it might save you. Some, you know, having to do that during, know. during marriage or family, to, you know? Yeah, I to- totally. Because I don't have either of those right now, but still, like, this inner work is going to help me and yeah. whoever I eventually partner with, you know? 1,000%. Because it's like, yeah, there's so much, um, oh, man, I was looking through my, I, I record uh, voice memos for, if I ever, I used to not do this, which is really stupid, but, and I still haven't shown you this, but, like, oh, I you- just started recording if I have like a melody come in my mind I'll record it now mm-hmm. and I don't know why I never did that before but I went to go look that up the other day and then I saw these like voice memos that for were like for 53 52 minutes long there's like a set of like 10 of them and I was like what in the world did I record for that long mm-hmm. and then I hit play and I recorded my therapy sessions and I forgot about it. Yes. Oh. And I forgot about it though. Interesting. Because I had good intentions to listen back to them and really reflect on them throughout the week. Yeah. That's really hard to do. Yeah. And so I pulled these up and I'm just like, holy smokes. How long ago were like were they from? They were from a year ago. Okay. Because I think I started in January, February of last year. Is that right? I can't remember the exact dates. That's hard to believe it's been that long though. Have you I listened know. since and start like can you look back and see progress? I can definitely see progress. Okay. The thing that I came in for was not super what I learned the most about though. Like it, it okay. went to in a different direction because mm-hmm. I went in for anxiety of like, I'm not sleeping at night mm-hmm. because I'm like in tears every single night in so much fear that I can hardly handle it. Mm-hmm. Where is that coming from? But then it like, then I started to learn so much more about, my sensitivity to the world around me, mm-hmm. 
um, how I picked up on other people in my family's, like my natural tendency is to take on the burdens of others. Mm -hmm. And I did that with body image and didn't even realize it. Oh, girl, body image. I <laughs> could talk for so long on that. <laughs> but I didn't expect to go there. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Because I went in and I was like, yo, I think my husband's going to die every day. And mm -hmm. my parents divorced and I'm mad at my dad. Mm -hmm. That was kind of like in a nutshell what I told her. Mm -hmm. And then it was just like, oh, yeah, so you're carrying around these burdens of other people. Mm -hmm. You can let those go because that's not yours. I was like, holy smokes, what? When did I pick that up? She's like, but she said it so flippantly. And I, I hope I still have the audio of it because she, <laughs> it was so casual. She was like sipping on tea or something. Yeah. And you're like, you just dropped a bomb on my life. Yes. What, why are you casual about this? I cried instantly because she said wow. she was like, I was like, yeah, like, I don't know if I've, if we've talked about this much, but like, I have a ton of body image issues and blah, blah, blah. I think it's the line of work I'm in. I think I gained weight after college and I really beat myself up over it. Blah, 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 blah. I'm scared of my high school reunion. I'm like <laughs> all this kind of stuff. And then I was like, oh, and like, she's like, does anyone in your family have that? I was like, oh my goodness, do they? Yeah. Like, I was like, it is heavy in my mom's side of the family. And um, I was like, I feel it the strongest when I'm with them. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, well, you just, you, you're carrying that for them. And then she took a sip of her what? tea. And I was like, I do what? And she was like, yeah, Erin, that's what you do for everything. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> right. Sorry, that was a tangent. No, that's good. I'm reading the book Boundaries right now. We're going through it in my small group. But I read that. Did we talk about this? I don't think so. The you're about to. Cloud and Townsend? Yeah, yeah, but it's so what good. you're saying um, is kind of what I something I just listened to today. It is responsibility for someone or to someone. Yes. And you were experiencing for? I, I haven't processed it yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, you were responsible for and okay. that's not your that's not, that's not your, mine to hold yeah and i was yeah. holding it for so long i cried mm -hmm. instantly because she did point she was like you have you have a lot of care for yourself which is awesome and Good. i was like oh i do and she's like yeah you just cried for your inner self right now and i was like i did oh <laughs> so that was that's exciting. good like, that's good positive affirmation too i know i was like thank yeah. you for turning that into that but boundaries is a great book mm. my friend's I'm learning it's so heavy. much listen i'm a five i have i thought i had great boundaries sure because it's it's self-preservation. They're not healthy boundaries. So I'm reading this book and I'm like, oh, those aren't, those are walls. Those are walls oh, that I have. Those aren't boundaries. Those aren't like <laughs> no, healthy I'm boundaries. Yeah. Trying to figure that out. The What I thought were boundaries or walls that are just to protect myself. Yes. That's not good. The thing that blew my mind was like talking about boundaries in children and mm. how early we develop those yeah. and how so quickly because my therapist actually recommended that book to me in the middle of therapy. She was like, I was talking about my mom and my relationship to her and how like I was, I was carrying around this weight of like disappointing her. Mm -hmm. And so then I got into this, I had this crazy dream whenever I was in therapy and they say you dream weird sometimes, often you do mm -hmm. because your brain is trying to repiece together the things that you're learning about yourself because you're kind of reframing some of your childhood and so and some of past experiences. So your brain's kind of like connecting the dots a little bit differently in your sleep, which is insane. And I had a crazy dream in the middle of therapy that was basically like, like my identity for most of my life has been that I, I'm a violinist. Mm -hmm. But this dream was me fighting to be a singer, essentially. And so I told my therapist this story and we were talking through it. And we were talking about like my mom and not disappointing her, blah, 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 blah. blah. And she was like, what was your, what do you imagine your mom's reaction was whenever you said you wanted to play the violin? And I was like, oh, I'm sure she was through the roof excited because that was like expected of me because mm -hmm. my grandfather played and it was always like going to happen for me because of that. 
And so I'm not like mad at my mom for that. Obviously, like I've, it's literally what I love the most is Mm -hmm. music, but like, it's crazy that like, I definitely, she was like, well, yeah, maybe you should read boundaries. Like it was just kind of like a, yeah. Yeah. Like I think, I think that was the start just because of who you are as a person. You wanted to please her so badly in everything that you did. Mm. And so just like read this book, think back at like times that you really tried to. That's really good. Yeah. Well, that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I picked the book up. I'm like, how can there be, I, I am good at this. Like, what I don't need to what learn can all I that learn? much. There's yeah. this, such a big book just about boundaries. It's just saying yes or no, and it's really not. That's another it's thing. So much more than that. That's another thing I've found with my five friends is that they are the best at not being people pleasers. I love that. Because I suffer with people pleasing so much. Mm-hmm. I will be, I will tell Aaron, um, <clears throat> hey, I just want to like a night for myself. I want to go and like record some mm-hmm. stuff. I, just I wanna... love that you're saying this. Yeah. And then I will legitimately say yes to the first thing. Cause I don't want to let the person down. They're like, mm-hmm. Hey, do you want to come help me build an ant farm? And I'm like, yeah, I guess I have to build <laughs> the ant farm now. And I just, cause I don't have that. It's so mm-hmm. true. Because like the look on their face of, Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Whenever I tell them no is like too much. And then for the rest of the night, I'm like resentful that I'm building an ant well, farm. See, then that's responsibility for their emotions. Oh, right? and you are not responsible for how other yeah. people feel. Okay. Get fives. a man a cake. <laughs> okay. I love, I love that. But I I found His that. His best friend tells him that all Really? He time. tells me that all the time. They're and sitting here. I get back from yoga and he's like, what did we learn? He comes in <laughs> here and he sits here and he is like, for one, he's become sort of our like financial advisor. Oh, and he's the reason we started this podcast. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but literally. Yeah. Because yeah. like he came in, he's like, y'all have a good conversation. You should record it. And then he left. <laughs> but uh, so he tells me all the time, he's like, it's not your problem mm-hmm. that they had an expectation for you mm-hmm. because you need to look out for yourself. Yeah. And they, especially if they didn't communicate that expectation well. Right. Ooh. But Ooh. I'm also. Which most people don't. I will say this. This is also something that I really struggle with. At Like at Niche, the co-working space we work at, when mm-hmm. I walk in, I feel like it's my job to make sure everybody feels like, oh, it's party time, whatever. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people will like not let me just sit at my desk and get work done <laughs> because like they're like, oh, he's the fun one. Mm-hmm. Let me come over here and talk to him while he's like, I want to talk to him about whatever documentary I just watched, the one about cats. Mm-hmm. And... You don't have a very good yeah. sign on your forehead, invisible, that's like, please leave me alone. Yeah. Yes. Wasn't well, that an expectation that you've set by acting that way? I think, and I, and the question I want to know is, am I acting that way because that's who I am, or am mm. I acting that way because that's what you want me to be? Yeah. Mm. Because ever <laughs> since I... I think we just kept out of my knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Well, I, so, well, I just said I need therapy. I really can't. I really no. can't help you with your... <laughs> No, and I and I, the only reason I'm saying all the, the that tangent was because all my five friends mm-hmm. will say no mm-hmm. to the point where they'll be like, I haven't talked to people in like two years. Yeah. <laughs> Do you feel like you have that where you're just like, I just can't anything right now? Um, kind of, but that's because of I see everything as a scarcity. My my time, my energy, my resources, everything is scarce. Yeah, and I have to. Um, save up energy for things. Yeah. Um, do you feel like you can reset that at night? Um, like, do you wake up with a full tank? Sometimes. Okay. That depends on a lot of other things, like how I eat and my workouts and stuff like that. Sure. Um, but like someone asked me to coffee today and I was like, I really can't. I have like, I'm pretty overwhelmed as it is. Yeah. February is, 
somehow overbooked February and it's only the third. Um, Uh-oh. but I, so yes, I do feel that way, but it's because of a, a like, I'm trying to budget my energy. And that's where I get into trouble because mm-hmm. I am the energizer bunny. Mm-hmm. Because if energy is on the table, you boy will win. You got like, it. But, I but it's the expectations that you need to. I just, yeah. I don't have enough time. Yeah. Because I could hang all day, every mm-hmm. day, and then be like, where's, where's the after, after, after party? Like I'm Tracy mm-hmm. Jordan in 30 Rock. <laughs> but. After, after, after. I forgot. <laughs> you coming, Liz Lemon? But see, I don't even go to, so see you go to the after, after, after party, and I don't even go to the party. Sure. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's good. So the, that's the, not, that, I'm not saying that's healthy either. It's just um, a scarcity mindset. Yeah. Yeah. I get, I get that so much. So. But that sometimes results in, like, community is really hard for me, and I'm trying to find, I'm trying so hard to find that. Yeah. Um, I think I'm having to find that now because of that scarcity mindset and saying no, maybe too much mm-hmm. you know, not being available enough or yeah. um, like one of my biggest desires for my life is just like, it seems so chill, like casual, but um, just the kind of friend you can call and be like, Hey, you don't have dinner in like 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Which is, that's not easy for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I live by my planner and yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. Let's book something in like two weeks. Yeah. And they're like, no, let's do like 30 minutes. That's what I want, but it's so hard for me. I think the most yeah. intimate thing two people can do is sit next to each other and not talk and it not be weird. Mm-hmm. Like that to me is like the most romantic idea of friendship or Can I say something about fives really quick? I wish you would. A lot of the fives in my life, including you, are like some of the most steady presence that I experience. Okay. Like, and I think about you, we even said this the other day, cause we, we were talking about like niche and what could be better, what, how the community is looking. Cause that's like our, literally our job title is like community manager. Mm-hmm. So we're supposed to like help people feel welcome, I guess. Um, and I was like, you know, Anna Kate has been here from the very beginning. She's like known when she can be there and when she can't. And she's like, she said, she spoke her desire mm-hmm. as soon as she was there. And like, that's always been in my mind for her and she's still here mm-hmm. and she still shows up. And you, and it's always like a realistic amount of showing up for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. I let like the way you are able to balance your time and your schedule and you come in looking baller every day. <laughs> you like, do have very it, good fashion sense. And you have That's like a beautiful lunch. Like, that goes back to body image. Oh, okay. That's, but I've heard you say before on your Instagram though, also anyone needs to follow her because she's just like super <laughs> honest. No, I love it. I think I read them out loud to you sometimes because it's you like. You read them out loud to me sometimes and also you you don't like no, so Aaron's a nine going mm-hmm. back to the Enneagram. She has a hard time having hard opinions on things. Okay. Mm-hmm. I know that she's excited about you being here mm-hmm. because she's told me several, like I'll be in the shower and she'll be like, tuk, 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 Hey, you got to come read this Anna Kate post. And it's just <laughs> yeah. like when she gets stoked about something, yeah. she's really stoked yeah. about yeah. something. So I think that that's really, honesty, that's really helpful for, for Aaron. Mm-hmm. I think I value honesty so much. Mm-hmm. I'm, that's not to say that I am. I've heard you talk about that. Really? Um, where yeah. you guys were talking about like you wanted her to do something on stage and it didn't feel like right to you, right? Yes. Yeah. So. Oh, I'm such a. But I mean, I value like I think. Yeah. So, and I'm not saying that I'm on it because sometimes I am not honest. Mm-hmm. Like, and whenever people, especially, ask me if I'm comfortable, I'll mm-hmm. lie for that. Okay. But I'm trying to work on that, and just my go-to is just to not say anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then it gets weird. But your posts are just so honest, mm-hmm. and I love that. Can yeah. so can we go? I, I could talk about therapy. For I like, know. I have like I so talk, many like things that are five ready. Episodes, ready. Right. <laughs> yeah. I want to take it back down with mm-hmm. this, this honesty thing. And I want to go back to the top about mm-hmm. what you do. And 
something that I admire so much about how we started, and then I just watched Aaron uh, light up, and I just stood in awe while Aaron had a monologue for a second. I know what happened. It was really I sweet. Sorry about that. I, I, I really could do this know. all day. Okay. My favorite compliment people give us on the podcast is it's like the first time I get to hear Aaron. I know, and but like who Anna Aaron Kate is. is a guest. No, I know, but also like you, you are here too. I know. I just and you matter. I'm gonna feel no, bad. About I love that. this. Don't yeah. apologize. Okay. So going back to the top, like this. you said you started with. I have this passionate for these small businesses Mm -hmm. and because of that, I have these two side jobs. Mm -hmm. I feel like in something that Aaron and I had a lot of talks about is when you're in a band, you want people to think that you are this like Mm -hmm. huge band that this is all I do. I wake up in the morning and I just breathe poetry and Mm -hmm. whatever. (laughs) But realistically, like my side job is I sell grills (laughs) and it's why do we pretend like, there's no honor in like keeping your day job Mm -hmm. because you love this thing so much. You're like, Hey, if me selling grills Mm -hmm. is going to help me write songs and tour, why not do that? Mm -hmm. Because being a freelancer is so difficult. Mm -hmm. There's a reason why it's why I got warned so much to not go into music. Yeah. They don't, they don't tell you how hard it is. They don't tell you Mm -hmm. because everyone shows the pretty side. Right. Which is one of the reasons I don't, I don't do that. Because that's not helpful to anyone. It's not helpful to anyone, especially not you. Mm-hmm. Because going back to feeling like a fraud, mm-hmm. yeah. every time I post like, can't believe tonight sold out, whenever yeah. really it was a house show that ha- could only hold seven people. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. who are you kidding? Yeah. And I've, I've gotten to the point where when I try to puff up, I hate myself, mm-hmm. which is a really great place to be because mm-hmm. it's like forced honesty. Mm-hmm. I don't know why freelancers will be like, hashtag it's all for the grind. I stay mm-hmm. up 32 hours before mm-hmm. I ever like take a nap because yeah. I'm grinding. And it's, it makes so much more sense to be like, hey, I also work at Wendy's because mm-hmm. that can, you know, it helps to have a job so I can yeah. pursue my passion or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And I think um, honesty and, and speaking positively of yourself can go hand in hand. Somehow it's on the gram, maybe it seems like they can't. So people only put out the pretty side. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you, I can still work two side jobs and still think highly of the work that I do. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. The reason you were literally here is because you made a post at the beginning yeah. of the year for your goals mm-hmm. and you were just so honest that yeah. I was like, she wants to be on a, what can I do? Yeah. Oh. And then she was, you were like, I want to be on a podcast. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, <clears throat> we're not a big podcast, but it is still a podcast. Yeah. And let's do it. Yeah. And so I was like, Okay, Jeremiah, I'm asking like, because yeah. our it's funny because I one of my goals is to have ten guests this year on mm-hmm. the podcast, and it's crazy that we can freelance help in that way. Yeah, and <laughs> each other is what I'm trying to say. Right, and to me, I think it's so much better of a story to, that that your main character loves what they do so much that they will take whatever job it it takes. Mm-hmm. Because none of us signed, I I didn't sign up for music to get money. Yeah. And it's, you know, I want to be able to do this thing. Mm. And if it means, like, I want my hero to have a side job just so they can keep doing it. You mm. know, like, the alternative is burnout because mm. we did full-time music for three years and we got to the point where we were like, I will never step foot on stage. Really? Because we played 170 shows and we were still like, Went in the hole, like talking about taxes earlier. Our accountant, literally the first time we got our taxes done, we moved Mm -hmm. to Athens. It was, we'd been touring full-time musician 
for two years or so, and we went to our accountant and we showed him, and he crunches the numbers. He looks at his computer. He looks at us. He looks at his computer. He looks at us, and he goes, so how long do you think you guys are going to do this? And we were like, okay, mm-hmm. chill, man. Mm-hmm. And we went to do our taxes last time, and he said, congratulations on on growing this thing. That's exciting. On your profits. On your profits. Yeah. yeah, he literally said, congratulations on your profits. Oh my gosh, that's they're great. very baby profits, but mm-hmm. it felt like we were, and it honestly, it was because of our side jobs. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. the business finally made money, but I mean, the losses are always so great mm-hmm. with like travel and stuff that yeah. it's like, yeah. these side jobs like helped us so much this year. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I don't know what the equivalent of it is, but this is where I'm, uh, our own, yeah, there's a truck coming into our <laughs> yeah, apartment. Yeah, I just really wanted the windows open today because it feels no. so nice. It's, I think it's worth it. It's, yeah, a, it's, it's a, a vibe. Yeah, it's, it's a vibe. vibe. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know what the equivalent of this is whenever you're trying to build brands for people, but I don't know why I thought for so long that playing in Utah on a Monday night to the bartender was more admirable than having a co-working space that we help manage. Mm-hmm. So we could say no to bad gigs and yes to good ones. Mm-hmm. What does that look like for you? Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, that's like saying no to projects. There are projects that are clearly not a good fit. Um, I like working with, like I say, mission-minded businesses. So businesses who are bringing good into the world. Like that can be so many different things. Um, there are some businesses that reach out and it just doesn't feel like a, right, a good fit. It's not yeah. something I can get behind. I want to work with people that I can support their passion. Yeah. Um, and I can't say that of all businesses. Yeah. Yeah. So you can be selective mm-hmm. with your side stuff. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, that's cool. strange question. Were were you passionate about branding, or or is this something that you've learned? Because like I've been wondering a lot lately about is like, is it is it bad advice to say follow your passion? Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I think I followed my passion into this, and I I didn't realize how hard it would be. Yeah. Um. I was, I mean, maybe say follow your passion, but wisely with, could you say practically <laughs> maybe save follow up for your a passion? Couple months. Yeah, yeah. It's practically. Yeah. Save up first. Mm-hmm. And then oh, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't do that. I think I had like $200. Well, no, we, we like, didn't either. My parents oh, had about $200 in, in the bank account. And yeah. like, everything I read said, um, save up six months salary. And I was like, really? Oh. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Actually, I believe that. I just yeah. never I, chose to read those. Our words. move was <laughs> uh, spend all your wedding money. Mm, nice. <laughs> yeah. We moved here and we had, we got like $1,500 in wedding cash, which was really nice, but we literally blew it instantly because we had yeah. nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So when you're building, building a brand, mm-hmm. when you're, you're basically helping these people tell their story mm-hmm. is, is essentially what brand yeah. building is, right? How do you put back all of that stuff, all that baggage that we brought into this conversation? How do you put look them in the face and be like, I can help you? Because I believe that I can. That's huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I do believe that. Um, yeah, I think I have really good things to bring to people. Um, I've, I'm experienced as a brand designer, so I am confident in, this, in, the, in the skills that I have. Um, yeah, I think that's it. No, so whenever you're building some, I, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of what, how, how do you know when you're, when you're building the story, how do you know what the important parts are mm-hmm. for someone? Like, do you, do you just have like an eye for story or do you have like an aesthetic that you, that you're attracted to? Like what, how do you take a client for the first time and mm-hmm. be like, here is where the important parts are mm-hmm. and here's how we expand them. 
Yeah. So I focus a lot on brand strategy before you do any brand design. So I, before I do any visual stuff, um, and that basically means creating a really strong foundation for the brand so that it's beautiful, but also effective and speaks to their target audience and they don't have to rebrand in a couple of years. Hmm. So that story part comes out in the strategy. That's yeah. great. Mm. That's cool. Do you, what's your, do you enjoy the strategy part or the, or the, the visual, yeah. the visual part? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't expect you to yeah. say that. Yeah. What is strategy that? is a lot of um, writing. I mean, I'm a five, so I'm an investigator and a researcher. So that comes pretty naturally. But the hard part for me is um, like, is really the copywriting part of that. Really? Yeah. So I'd l- eventually like to hire a copywriter. There's a lot of outsourcing dreams I have, but yeah. not there <laughs> sure. yet. Yeah. Um, I'd like to hire a copywriter to take on that part. But um, yeah, that's one of the harder parts is because the, the strategy presentation is like 45 slides or so. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So that's a lot of writing for me. That's a ton. That is a lot. Mm-hmm. Dang. Yeah. When do you, wh- at what point of the process, let's say it's like a three-step process. It's like meeting the client mm-hmm. and like winning them over. Mm-hmm. Then you build out the visual. Mm-hmm. Then you build the story. Mm-hmm. And then I guess the fourth step would be releasing mm-hmm. your burden to the wild. Yeah. At what point do you feel like you have the most like fist pumps? Like what's the part you feel like I'm a freaking crush this? There are so there's like such a roller coaster of emotions when I'm in the thick of like the branding process. I'll be like, I hate this, I hate this, I'm terrible at this, I hate this. Oh wait, (laughs) that looks really good. (laughs) No, that's terrible. Oh, nailed it. That's I'm awesome. No, that's great. That's before I even like send things off to the client. Um, (laughs) That's just my own brand dialogue. Just pumping the mirror. (laughs) Um, I really love it when they respond with like positive like positive affirmation. Um, and I don't need that. I don't need their positive affirmation. It's just, it moves the brand forward a little bit faster, keeps us on timeline or when they do a really good job giving thoughtful feedback. Yeah. That's mm. not based on their feelings. Cause I don't really care about their feelings. God, is yeah. there a more five thing that's been said in this world? <laughs> like, cause I'm not designing for them. I'm designing for their target audience, which is, so I don't care what their feelings are about it. Are you that's good so at, great. are you good wow. at getting criticism? Uh, if it's, if it's if not it's feeling given well, Oh, oh no, no, I wouldn't, <laughs> but what? let's say, okay, let's say you do this visual brand for someone mm-hmm. and you cannot get over the circles and the red coloring or whatever. And they're like, Hey, listen, the circles and the red coloring are not working for us. Are you like a good, good note, good mm-hmm. note. And then you go and you bring back blue triangles mm-hmm. or are you just like, l- listen, uh, Teresa, I need a reason why. Okay, if they that's give good. me a reason, I'll be like, fine. Like if they say, I feel this isn't working. I'm like, okay, cool. Why? Mm. What? And I have specific feedback. I have a feedback questionnaire and I have specific questions in it. it, it and I have them. Yeah, yeah. I've had, I have like um, instructions at the front, basically saying, I don't care about your, it's nicer, but it's like, <laughs> I don't care about your feelings. I'm not designing for you. Um, here's how to give good feedback. And then each question is very specific and says, what part about this logo will appeal to your target audience and what part will not appeal to your target audience. Mm. So if they fill the form out correctly, you know, they're going to give thoughtful feedback. Do they do that often? Like they follow it pretty well? It depends on the client. Yeah. Mm. That's cool that you have that though. How, how, when did you learn to do that? Pretty early on. You were just like, I need this. Yeah. That's a really good idea. That's, I mean, that's a form of boundary setting and like expectation setting as well. 100%. -hmm. This sounds like something that Ear and I have been talking, because I discovered this about myself and it seems like you are whatever the opposite of this is. (laughs) I am, I don't remember the strength finder or whatever it was, but it was, I'm a ready fire aim person. That's a 
That's a thing. Character thing? And you know me well <laughs> enough to know that that's probably it's accurate. It's another personality okay. like <laughs> test of some sort. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I'm the opposite as well. So mm-hmm. yeah. it's essentially the way this band started was I'm going to book a whole tour mm-hmm. and then we'll figure it out as we go. Okay. And I booked us in New York City, and I was so stoked, mm-hmm. not realizing that the next night we were in Knoxville, Tennessee. <laughs> so those are pretty far apart. Pretty far apart. <laughs> but that is what like the most quintessential ready fire aim. Like I, he's ready to do something, he does it like instantly. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, because yeah. and my thing is, I need to process it for a while. I would have researched flights and drives for like three right. weeks before. I re- I researched so long, <laughs> yeah, so the, long before I do something. The idea, the reason I brought that up, is the idea that you're coaching someone how to criticize the something you haven't even created yet mm-hmm. is so foreign to me <sighs> because I would deliver yeah. the story and the brand or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, you're going to freaking love this. Mm-hmm. And then they would tell me they don't, I would cry. Yeah. And then I would call Aaron and then I'd quit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. but it sounds like you were <laughs> so prepared. Well, sometimes I have to remind myself um, of the same things that I tell them. Like this isn't personal. Like, you know, yeah. Because sometimes I get so attached to a brand concept. I'm like, this is incredible. You're dumb if you don't love this. Sure. Mm. So Mom. I have to remind myself <laughs> of what I tell them. You know, mm. let's look at this objectively. Let's not yeah. get feelings involved. So mm. I have to. So that can happen that. to you. Oh yeah. So yeah. I've, what do you do to fill your creative well? Mm-hmm. Because Aaron and I have been watching all the Oscar movies, and it's like I feel like so jazzed for creativity right now. But mm-hmm. if you're like building art for clients how do you keep that from being like routine and being the same thing over and over and how do you get excited about building new brands for well i love routine (laughs) 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 but i know as you say like so that every brand is not the same um it's built i mean it's built specifically for them because we focus so much on strategy so that's Mm -hmm. gonna make every brand different but creatively um creatively i love i mean we've talked about this i love movies i love going to see movies yep um, I love to go to like Tuesday at noon showing. Yes. So it's oh, like just me. So yeah. Delicious. Yep. Yes. I love um, that. I have to get outside. Yeah. Um, there's a. Go ahead. No, no, you're good. <laughs> I just want to talk about that light thing that you have. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And is so, it worth it? Oh, oh this specifically the light thing. Um, yes. It hasn't like I would Can rather we describe just, what the light thing is. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I sorry. just thought, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. sorry. They haven't listened to all the conversations we've had before. <laughs> um, I have seasonal affective disorder, so one of the things that helps with that is a light that mimics sunlight. Isn't so, that amazing? She brought it into niche one day. I was not yeah, there that I was day. Like, I'm gonna be weird, but but I've seen, no, I, I think that's awesome. I've seen that before. Mm-hmm. It was a. Some, it was a nurse that worked the graveyard shift for mm. so long, yeah. his body could not switch mm. back to, like, because he got a new job where he's working mm. the night, and he could not. So he put it above his computer, and mm. it would keep him awake through the night. Mm. And the doctor even said, like, you may never recalibrate your oh, cycle. Oh, interesting. But, oh, my word. Because he, he had done it for, like, 10 years or something. That yeah. makes it, that's a good thing for that. Yeah. But so you get outside, or mm. you try to. Yeah, I have to get outside. Oh, my gosh, days like this. Um, because I have seasonal affective disorder, I try to make the most of days like this. Yes. So sometimes I'll be like, I don't have a, I couldn't do it today cause I have a deadline on Wednesday, but I'm like, I, you know, this is, this work can wait. I'm going to go for a hike. Yeah. So I yeah. have to be outside. Cause you know, that's a need for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and that's, yeah. that's seasonal affective. Like there's a lot involved in that. That fuels my creativity, but also fuels my emotional, physical, spiritual health, which is all, I feel like it's all tied together. Yeah. Yeah. yeah sure. <laughs> 
Yeah. Noodles just looked up and she liked what you just said. That was really <laughs> sweet. This That's is her it. totally relaxed. Whenever you're asking, like, how do we know? Yeah. yeah. Her breathing is heavy and she's horizontal. She is quick to bark. Okay. And also she's very quick to fall in love. So when you leave, she's going to be like, where did I can't go? It's like just like the sweetest thing ever. Yes. She's, she's such a lover. Um, who wants to go back to body image? <laughs> I was going to. Oh my gosh. I mean, it's going to be hard to cut this off whenever we need to. Okay, so no, we can't. We can do it, but though. So you dress so nicely. Mm-hmm. Can we segue in that way? I was not expecting your answer. To, that would be for me because I'm not someone that thinks about body image as mm-hmm. much. If for some reason, when you said I dress well because of body image, that mm-hmm. would be like me saying I dress well because microwave ovens, <laughs> because like it was so foreign to me. What? Like I didn't okay. connect the two. I'm yeah, very okay. interested, but I also didn't want to like disrespect because it, yeah. you know, I know body image is so important to mm-hmm. Aaron that like I tread very lightly mm-hmm. because empathy is something that I struggle with mm-hmm. because I want to like Tony Robbins everyone. Oh. I'm always like, oh, just get over your body image. And that is like the least helpful thing in the world. Yeah, that's not. So I would like to sit down and just listen, which is something that Mm -hmm. I am working on too. Yeah. So if you would like to talk amongst yourselves. I mean, I I can tell you as much as I can without having had therapy yet. (laughs) No. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. What do we, okay. Where do we want to start? I mean, yeah, I think you just like your, your outfits are always just like on point. Like you look happy in them. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I I could. I can tell they bring you joy. Yeah. I only wear things that I feel confident in. Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So but I have a very small closet and I'm okay with that. I'm kind of a minimalist yeah. anyway. Yes. I I would love for my closet to be smaller because mm-hmm. I end up wearing the same thing every day anyway. Yeah. It's called a capsule closet. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm back to listening. Um, <laughs> well, I traveled. Um, I traveled for about a year and I had like carried everything on my back. So after that, I was like, ah, kind of, a, I would just became kind of a minimalist. Really? Mm-hmm. You're just like, this is what I need. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Body um, image. Yeah. It's, yeah. It feels right now to me, it feels tied into so many other things I'm experiencing. Okay. Uh, like deconstruction of faith and yeah. Uh, purity culture. That's a lot there. Um, yeah. Just a lot of things in a perfect storm to equal a really bad body image. Do you remember the first time that you felt like it was attacked? Hmm. Or like an early memory, maybe not the first one. I, I don't know if it, was, it certainly the wasn't the first because I think I was in like third grade, but um, sure. I was uh, third or fourth. Grade. I don't know. I was like crying to my mom about how fat I was. Mm. 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 Yeah. Yeah. And you remember that. Yeah. That feeling. And yeah. that's the same like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that sucks. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, we were in, and I love my mother, but um, she, I think she feels that she has experienced a lot of these same things and, mm-hmm. uh, the way she talked about herself growing up, like what I heard her say about her own body yes. is really did not help totally me have a healthy body image. I, to- I totally relate to that. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, I think um, it's either an Amy Poehler's book or someone talks about how as like, if I were to have children, like whatever tools for self care, for self love, anything mm-hmm. like any emotional health that, I don't have the tools for, mm-hmm. I can't pass down to my children. Yeah. They could see me yeah. working on those things. Cause obviously I'm not going to like reach full. I'm not trying to reach full capacity before yeah. I have kids because that's not possible. Right. But there's some things that we specifically lack a lot of tools in. Mm-hmm. And I believe that my mom lacked a lot of those tools. And so yeah. a lot of it was passed down mm-hmm. to me. 
Yeah. And I, yeah. I've heard it said that our parents' floor is our ceiling. I love whoa, that. Whoa, 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 whoa. I need to. <laughs> yeah. So whatever their like lowest level is, is our, is going to be our highest. Does that make sense? Um, that makes sense. I, I wanna, wait, I yeah. need to talk about it more because I'm so stuck yeah. in a house right now. I'm like, am I upside down <laughs> that I'm trying to figure out where the floor is? So I, yeah. I, I love it, but mm-hmm. I need to talk about it more. I'm confused. So like what their lowest, say again? Our parents' ce- uh, floor is our ceiling. Okay. Did I say that right? Now I'm questioning myself. No, that no, makes no, perfect no, sense. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Do you, what does it mean to you? So their uh, lowest... Uh, well, I also, so I'm looking, I'm a very visual person. I know so I'm literally mm-hmm. like picturing it in my head that like our parents are upstairs and mm-hmm. I'm looking down at the things that they're handing down to me. Mm-hmm. And it is, um, they're handing down to me like the insecurities that they want me to be aware of. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hey, just so you know, like my dad would always tell me, you have to chase your dream no matter what, because I gave up my dream. Mm-hmm. So I have this never ending nagging sensation that I have to chase they my gave dream. You a lot of that yeah. because or my dad did. handed me that on mm-hmm. my way downstairs. So to speak. Uh, that's yeah. your, okay. But I'm pretty sure I said this wrong. Okay. That's okay. I think it's the opposite. <laughs> that's okay. That's this is okay. a five worst nightmare. <laughs> Looking like a fool. <laughs> okay. So I think it's our parents ceiling is our floor. Okay. Their highest level of, of, a. Uh, emotional intelligence or emotional there we health go. okay that kind yeah. of thing is our lowest is our level. lowest that that's yeah. right their ceiling is our floor that makes sense so my mom's best view of herself is going to be my worst view of myself Ooh. so yeah, i can grow I from there totally different from i'm there. so sorry no, no, that's totally fine. <laughs> yeah, but you took and then the cool same way. for my kids so like my highest level of growth health in all the ways is going to be my children's lowest level yeah. So hopefully we could all like continue like yes. throughout the generations, it would just get healthier we and healthier. Just keep getting, yeah. And it's so my mom didn't have a ton of, um, she was the oldest of six, and there wasn't a ton of emotional energy for her from her mm. parents, and so she had to kind of like fend for herself in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, and as growing up, I was always given a plethora of space to be emotional. Okay. Like so much oh, of it nice. because they really wanted me. She really, my dad, not as much, but mm-hmm. like, uh, she really wanted me to feel whatever I needed to feel. And she would mm-hmm. just encourage that so much. But, um, anyways, I want to stay on body image though. Mm-hmm. Cause that's, but yeah, body image. And she, and I know like she was even like b- the generation before her, like her mom struggled with it even more. And mm-hmm. then like, she was giving me as much as she could before she hit her own ceiling of like growth in that. Yeah. And so it was just like, I, I have to remind myself of that. Cause there was a season of like bitterness to her yeah. for like, and my family. Yeah. And then whenever the therapist was like, you know, you're holding these things for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know it was like, you didn't, maybe you weren't given the proper tools for this to some degree, but you're also choosing to hold this for them Yeah, and you don't have to do that anymore. That's so good. And I was like, gee whiz. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I didn't know how much I was holding on t- or how closely I was holding mm-hmm. it for them. Because yeah. and anytime I saw that part of my family for a while, I, w- I would just like be so insecure for like mm-hmm. weeks after seeing them. Yeah. Because there's comments 
about the way they look just like all the time. Yeah. And I'm like, if you exactly, think, yeah. if you think that of yourself, mm. then you must think that I look like garbage. Mm-hmm. It's like that, uh, scene in the office whenever Mindy Kaling is like, if you guys think that Jennifer Gardner is not hot, then I must be yeah. the worst. Swank. Yeah. Oh, Hillary Swank. My bad. It's okay. Noodles. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, in my family, it, yeah. Conversations always go back around to, um, dieting or what we're wearing or yeah everyone is always either dieting or about to or slipping or cheating you know just the way they talk about food is just not it sounds very punishing yeah sounds very it is yeah like it sounds like a chore yeah Mm -hmm. that's how i grew up i mean i like from that time in like third or fourth grade i started going to weight watchers and Mm, wow from that was until about 24 or so when i really started doing I, I wasn't in like Weight Watchers till then but it was just so I was really damaging my body I was punishing my body constantly sure mm. I would you know eat a pint of ice cream and then like you know spend a ton of time on the treadmill or whatever mm. that's not that's mm. not what we're made for no yeah. for sure um so it was about 25 actually I had come from I just come home from traveling so I think I was about 24 mm. and I did my first whole 30 which mm. changed my life Wow, really? Mm-hmm. Because it's it's my like whole thirty is about mindset. Yeah, um, and I had never experienced something like that, um, where food is good. Yeah, it's good for you. Yeah, we're gonna set some limitations around it for a certain amount of time, um, but it's all about your mindset. Like, why are you eating right mm. now? What makes you? What's your? What? What's makes? You, what's making you crave that thing right now? Mm, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mm. like and the whole like intuitive eating thing. Exactly, I've tried yeah. to like kind of understand a little bit better mm. because like I going back to like scarcity of living in that. Mm-hmm. Like I live in scarcity with food a lot. Okay. Because if I'm eating something awesome, like mm-hmm. my favorite meal, I will eat too much of it because okay. in fear of when am I going to get this again. Mm-hmm. And so lately, if I'm like eating pizza and I'm just like so excited about it, I'm like, this is the best ever. Like I eat it so fast. And then I'm like, I have to stop myself and be like, you can have this again. Mm -hmm. You're Mm going to live to see the day to see this again. And that's Mm -hmm. okay. And like, you're like, like I, I, it used to be more, I thought that it was a shame of what I was eating. But then later on, I realized it was, oh no, you're just terrified that you won't get this again. Mm -hmm. So you're like hoarding it. That's good. Yeah. 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 That was a hard, yeah. Yeah. Do you have, do you, Michael, this is a, I guess a two part question. Do you have friends that struggle with the same thing? Yeah. Are you, would you ever talk to them the way that you talk to yourself? <laughs> I've, I've, I know where you're going. Um, I've heard, mm-hmm. I heard this on Instagram recently. Someone was like, someone's friend called her out for that. Like you're talking about my friend that way. Yeah. 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 And I just I, wonder why we're so quick to, because mm-hmm. I've had conversations with Aaron and the conversation is always like, how can you say that about yourself? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a, uh, who's the influence? Her, Mel Robbins. I've recently found her. Okay. She's okay. kind of a, she's pretty an aggressive tactic. Okay. But it's, um, she's talking this, the headline was why you're not losing weight. And I was like, click. Mm. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and so I was like, but she was like, what is it? Like, she like gets in her face, but in like a loving way. And she's, it, she goes on this, she's trying to help this woman. And this woman's like kind of laughing through it. Cause she's uncomfortable. And she's like, what are the horrible things that you say to yourself? Mm-hmm. She's like, no, no, please just tell me. What do you say? And this woman said them. And she, you don't see the woman's face, but she's like, I say, I don't deserve this. Mm-hmm. I, You're ugly. You're mm-hmm. horrible looking. Like, all she says them out loud, starts crying. And she's like, it's not the issue of, like, 
Like you've got to believe that you actually deserve this. This isn't a matter of you needing to lose weight. This is a matter of you need to, you need to love yourself again. And it has nothing to do with your weight because we're like, we get so obsessed because Mm of our culture about the number. Mm -hmm. I'm convinced that if I, if someone were to clip out and I know we need them for purchasing, but if, if someone were to just clip the tags out of all my clothes and Mm -hmm. I did not know what size I was, I think I would feel better about myself. Mm -hmm. And I know we need them for shopping, Mm -hmm. but like, (laughs) and organizing, but like, I I do think that sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I, hmm. yeah, I don't really, I, 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 I've gotten to a point where I really don't care about the number. I don't even own a scale. I don't know how much I weigh. I don't care. Yeah. I'm not trying to lose weight. Well, I, yeah. What are you going to do? You're just like, yeah. or is it how you feel? It's, it is solely based on how I feel. I love that. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it took a long time to get there. A really Because even for not like a feelings person mm-hmm. and like how you run like a lot of your business life, mm-hmm. you're just like, this is how I care for myself. Is yeah. it all about how I feel? Yeah. yeah. Really I'm done punishing myself. I decided I like I'm done tracking food, tracking calories, tracking yeah all the things I don't care about my weight. I am. And it took me a really, really long time to truly say that I love my body as it is. Yeah. And not what I hoped it could one day be. Love that. We have to get pictures of ourselves taking a bunch. And yeah. So for us, it's always like looking at it and being like, why is my head so shiny? Or (laughs) why is my this or that? Whatever. Mm. And it's always like, we always have to be like confronted with, do you like the way that you look? Mm And yeah, I had a friend who, uh, who knows a lot about bodybuilding. And he said, you know, man, like I could actually like coach you if you ever wanted to take steroids. And he's like, if you want to look like Chris Evans. And I was like, what would I do with those muscles? <laughs> like, I'm not trying yeah. to, because you yeah. know, I know. Cause it's all, it's, it becomes about the image and you're not just like, what is my body capable of? Mm-hmm. And that's what yoga taught me was like, no, I just want to be able to move better. Yeah. I want to be yeah. able to like feel good. Yeah. And the thing I told him was it doesn't matter how, big my pecs are or how many abs I have, I'm still going to be this bald, weird guy that it just like, <laughs> it becomes the issue is learn to love what you got. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you were handed this, learn to love that thing mm-hmm. because it doesn't matter how many muscle ups you can do. Yeah. You still got to deal with yourself when you get in. If the I room. don't, if I don't love myself like this, I'm not going to love myself, you know, 20 pounds from no, now. Whatever. Yeah. That's not the easy fix that we were taught it was. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's so not true. Cause I, well, and I, my, narrative I'm too far stuck in my past like Mm. I I have Mm. sometimes I think I have more self-love for past year than I do present okay and even future I don't even think of her Mm. (laughs) like that's she doesn't even cross my mind ever okay I'm only like thinking about myself in the past or like how I feel in the moment which Mm. is actually progress (laughs) but I like romanticize how I used to look so much Mm. and so I like try to I have no for a while I had no self-love for like who I was now Mm -hmm. and I'm just like and I think I'm still working on it but like there are times like a year ago or so because I didn't grow up in any type of physical I was in orchestra I PE I would Mm -hmm. fake sick every time like I like (laughs) I I hated any type of physical activity Mm -hmm. and um so now I lost it. <laughs> you're I thinking totally of future. It. You're not thinking of future self. You're thinking of thank you past. Did you see it? Leave me. <laughs> I, I think I saw it. It was like floating the away. Thing it that totally was amazing. Is you had your hand wrapped around mm-hmm. its tail because I was hoping. Second, I was, it was hoping. Like, nope. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's annoying. Oh, Can but I, like a year oh. ago, I was like shopping for yoga clothes, mm-hmm. and I looked at myself in the old navy mirror, and I was like, "You were okay." And you were stronger physically, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Your your body is capable of more yeah. than it was in the past, Aaron, that you mm-hmm. love so much more than you should, you know? Yeah. And you're capable of more and and exercise is a part of your life now. Mm-hmm. And and in a healthy way. Yes, and you are growing to like love yourself. Mm-hmm. So like you need to respect this person right now. Yeah. That's amazing. That's so good. Yeah. As we're it. wrapping this up, I want to say this we is... We have to wrap up. We, we have to... We all have things to do. Oh, uh, I knew this would happen, though. I want to say... I want to thank you. This is my favorite episode of Aaron that oh. we've done. I think you open up so a really... I so much more I can say. No, you have a really good way of opening up uh, conversations like this. I don't... I don't do surface level. No, and that's yeah. my favorite thing. Yeah. yeah I, I Small talk is... Terrible. Is, the is the worst. But I appreciate you coming on here. We try to end every episode by talking about something. Are we really we're super, done already? We're done. We're at an hour. We said we were going to do 50 minutes. I we feel all like Aaron go. and I could keep talking. There's so much I more know. there. <laughs> I know. So we try to end every episode with something that we're super into. Okay. Uh, it's always a surprise to Aaron because she forgets that we have to do this. I did prepare for this. I told oh, her. Oh, great. Uh, hey, okay. guess what? But I told well, her. It's the kind of choose your adventure. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Okay. We can. It's the ones a little bit deeper. Yes. Or one's a little bit more service level. Uh. I think that I mean I know I what you're gonna like go you, for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you can give both. I okay. think I want to hear the little was bitty it, okay, one. Okay, service, hey, service level is super easy. Um, yeah. it is the show Bless This Mess. Got it. It's really uh, the Where first do you season. Access that? Hulu. Nice. I think it's on the second season. Okay. The first season was like that's it was Zach okay. We it was, love yeah, Zach it's Dak Shepard. It's like twenty. I was like, I can do twenty minutes. That's nothing. Yeah. It is. It gets it's it gets funnier. That's it great. Better. It's really good. Lake Bell is in one of my favorite movies ever. It's a movie called In a World. And it's a movie. Oh, I where know what it's about, but I never, I haven't watched she, it. She is. It looks weird. Competing to be the commercial. <laughs> yeah, uh, vo- I didn't love that voice. movie. I loved it so much. It was so great to me. <laughs> yeah. Because I love movies with silly concepts that have bigger, like deeper mm-hmm. stories in it, and I just, I got so much out of that movie. But anyway, okay, so our our deeper one. Yeah, um, it kind of goes back to what I was saying. Everything is it feels so tied together right now with some of the things I'm working through. But it's a book uh, called. Um, out of sorts and then like the subtitle is making peace with an evolving faith it's by okay. sarah bessie mm-hmm. who is incredible um i am going through pretty deep deconstruction of everything i've ever known to how be true how did we not talk about that oh my gosh yeah we need there's so much more we can talk about <laughs> um there is very little that i hold to be true right now mm-hmm. in this book um i've had it on hold at the library forever so i it finally um was available and I like jumped on it and it has given me hope that I thought I had lost. Wow. It's beautiful. That's it's wow. so good. Yeah. Um, if you've ever experienced, if you're in the midst of a deconstruction or if you've experienced one, she puts words to it that are, that I, like I didn't have the language for. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So yeah, there, I just thought some things were kind of lost forever and she's given me hope that there might be some, mm-hmm. um, uh, building back, I guess. Have you read Assimilate or Go Home? No. That's a good one for this. Okay. For that particular okay. thing. I have a, a lot of books on my reading list right now, and several of them just became available at the library. So I've overbooked mm. my February and my reading list. Yes. And I have so many books at home right now. It's also a short month. I think that's why we also yeah. feel the pressure in February. Yeah. Because mm. you're like reminded of how short it is. Yeah. Do so that's you, mine. Sarah do, you have a, do you have one? Listen, this is a weird one because it's literally closing. But Earth Fair oh. is a lo- is a grocery store. <laughs> I think that it originated. What I'm a- <laughs> Jeremiah is like laying back on the sofa right now. Earth and Fair so much as I have today. Okay, I've told a lot of people because I want I wanted a friend to deliver the news to my mm-hmm. friends the to people yeah. that Earth Fair is closing. So it's an Asheville company, I think, and it's um, 
where I get fancy groceries whenever I'm feeling fresh and I want to get like more expensive mm-hmm. honey than I should or like get yourself a little treat fresh peanut butter or, or like chocolate of any mm-hmm. sort or just cheese in oh, the aisle the fresh ground peanut butter I don't like peanuts but I like almonds they're mm. interesting yeah I no I get that though um also whenever they have cheese samples so I'm not Ooh. it's a mile and a half walk from here so a little bit much to oh, like nice. fun but also you have to like plan your day and one time I just walked there got a popsicle and came home that's nice so that was a fun day. That sounds like a good day. It was. Thank you. Mm. Um, but I'm into that because I'm about to go to their closing sale in about an hour. They have 14 days. So if you're listening to this, uh-oh, this episode airs when? Uh-oh. <laughs> it's gonna be. It's not going to be before that 14 days. You don't days. have an opportunity to go to the place that I'm into. Okay, well, and I do. Really Why don't you text you me do. when you go? and I'll tell you what's on sale. Because I can't go tonight. Yeah, tell me if anything is good. So everyone else, uh, so sorry. That. <laughs> that was not helpful to anyone but the people in this room shoot <laughs> well to, to me it's not even helpful um <laughs> you but, don't like it uh i just don't i don't get excited about groceries okay. working for the grill company that i, I work for i've gotten groceries. into grilling and they have okay. good meat selection or whatever, yeah but well, we got some really good steaks there one time yeah. Yeah. very good so mine is kind of piggybacking off of your deconstruction of faith. I uh, I haven't experienced something like that, but um, I've really been enjoying the Bama podcast. Okay. Because it is basically these two guys sit and kind of like pull back the veil on the complicated thing that is the Bible. Okay. And it is really interesting. And the thing that is so great for me is because like it takes these passages that if you grow up in the South, you've been, the Bible has been thrown at you from every direction. Mm-hmm. And I never really realized how much we weaponized it and how yeah. how unhealthy my relationship to religion was mm-hmm. because it just sounds like on the surface, religion is just a bunch of rules meant to keep you from having fun. Mm-hmm. And that's a very seven thing to say. But. Oh, it's but it's very <laughs> But I feel true. that. Yeah. I, yeah, I do feel that. Even as a five. I'm, like, I, yeah. One of my favorite lyrics in any song ever is in a Josh Ritter song called Getting Ready to Get Down. Okay. And uh, the line is, Jesus hates your high school dances. Mm. And it's like he took a telescope, looked at the South and me growing up and was just like, oh, that's what it feels like to grow up in the South. Yeah. Like we just watched the Super Bowl and everybody's giving J-Lo and Shakira a hard time because it's a family thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I just like, I don't know what the answer is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just turned 30. I'm My goal for 30 is to just to be able to sit back and listen to people who who are also hunting for the answers without feeling like I'm entitled to the right answer. Yeah. But what I like about the Bama podcast, it is, is it is a podcast meant to put the Bible into context for you. Who does this? Is it Rob Bell? Uh, no, it is. Okay. It's like it's not I, Rob Belly. It's like um, oh, I like Rob Bell. See, uh, no, that and Rob, yeah. but if, if that's what you're going into, it is yeah. not that. Okay. Rob Bell asks a lot of questions. What these dudes do, okay. and I say dudes, I think he is a Jewish rabbi. In, Ooh, yeah, I am interested. So in them. V different. Um, okay, but he they do an amazing job of like pointing out the poetry of Genesis, for example. It is poetry. So mm. it is. Man, so it's like, a, there's a Rob Bell book I've read that talks about. It's called What Is the Bible, and it talks about reading it within its context. Mm. Right. Okay. So maybe. So I have a hard time with Rob Bell because I'm a seven. Mm. In that, <laughs> Rob Bell must be a four because he asked oh, these sure. wonderful questions 
every every page of the book is just a series of wonderful questions and he doesn't give you any of the answers yeah which i w- we just had Corey kilgannon on the podcast mm-hmm. he's a songwriter that does the same thing and mm-hmm. it's infuriating to me mm-hmm. because i'm like tell me the like that's what yeah. i want that's why i showed up i bought this book you, so you could tell well, me. you're really uncomfortable living in the in-between and anything I am, you like to get yeah. to the yeah but what i'm learning especially with this deconstruction is that so much of most of life is that gray in between yeah We'll yeah. never figure it out. We just do the best we can. Yeah. yeah. We didn't even talk about... Where did you grow up? In Georgia. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And and it's like an hour and 15 minutes from here. I didn't even... Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So I have, need to write these down. I need to write assimilation... Assimilate. You just listen to the podcast. Or go home. <laughs> oh, sorry. I could. No, I could. No, well, we have I'll a lot to down, share. I'll yeah. text you everything. And I didn't even... About. I wanted to talk about purity culture with body image because those two together are... Anyway. That's what is? What do what I need to know about it? Yeah. What will get me into looking I've, into it? This is the it. first so time have, I've ever heard the phrase what? purity culture. Oh my gosh. Okay. I have a. I. I feel like I have a pretty limited understanding of how deeply it's impacted me. I have some knowledge, but I've rented a book recently. It, it also became available. I had it on hold for a long time. Um, it's called Pure, and there's a long subtitle about. Okay. It's a, it's, an, it's a movement within the evangelical church. And this might be my pain that I'm like currently experiencing, but it, it is a lot targeted towards women about our worth and that our worth is tied to our body and what we can offer or how pure we can offer ourselves to a man. Mm. Um, so that manifests in things like, I don't, I'm sure you heard this um, growing up, Aaron, the, yep. the things like, uh, um, you know, a piece of chewed gum or an open gift. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, Girl, tag yeah. me in. I yeah. I was literally. I'm surprised you've heard I've those. I've never heard those. Those felt no. very targeted towards women. I was president of the abstinence committee. I did hear this on one of your podcasts. I thought it was so funny. <laughs> did you have to sign the like? You signed the card and everything. Like, I, I the got the purity school. ring at like 13. I signed yeah. the card. I had a card in my True wallet that waves. I was supposed to have in my wallet all waves. the time, as if the girl carries the condom. What are you yeah. gonna like? It was your wallet. Purity you're like, culture is very targeted towards women. There's yeah. very little responsibility on men. Mm. This again might be my experience and the pain that I'm working through right now. But okay, that's a real short summary. Uh, it, it is it is a toxic idea of um worth yeah. tied to sexuality. Yes. I, I totally agree with that. Uh, just so you know, I could do four hours and of it, this I conversation. could too. Well hold on, hold on. It's Get also have you heard I was listening to Invisibilia podcast and there's yeah. an episode of like there's these guys that have created this like club mm-hmm. or this website where they have bought into the idea that they are owed a woman. And so they get angry later in life mm-hmm. that they have not met said woman mm-hmm. and they have not been given the opportunity to be like with involved in a woman. And so they have done some pretty terrible things because of it. Mm. And I was like, Oh my goodness. How many, how many men are walking around here thinking that they are, I mean, women could be thinking they're owed something too, but mm. I, I think it probably is more men. If I had to guess, yeah. like thinking that they're owed a woman in their life because mm. that's what culture is telling us. I, I kind of understand that. I I feel like the word used in church was promised. Um, oh. My husband would be, I would be given a husband if I prayed hard enough or if I did good enough or oh, if I was shoot. pure yeah. enough or if yeah. I was that Proverbs 30 woman, 31 woman, which is used very out of context. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's really interesting. So you felt like you were promised that or that mm-hmm. was like a, yeah, that a, was, and a that narrative. was, see, that's kind of tied in with that body image stuff. And 
I have gotten to the point where, again, like I, I can say I really love my body and I don't need someone else to complete me. I never thought I would like get to that point. Yeah. Um, sure, I would love a partner to walk through life with, but I don't need a husband. You don't need it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And that's, yeah. I almost, I feel that I feel like the church views me as broken. Hmm. Like mm. I have done something wrong. I am a 27 year old single woman, and that is rare in the church. Mm. Uh, well, that's less rare than a single man. But I am viewed as someone who's broken or didn't pray hard enough or didn't do good enough. But a, a guy at the same age just hasn't met the right woman. Yeah. That or, double standard. Yeah. Is, yeah. That's so true. Cause like even, I mean, it's unfortunate, but like even like a generation ahead of us will definitely use the language of, Oh, well like, are they single? Why are they single? Mm-hmm. They, you, they say why exactly. And you're yeah. just like, uh, How, I mean, I get that I've question seen, a lot. I've yeah. seen Southern women. Uh, I say Southern, like it's a bad word. Mm-hmm. I, I live in the South. So all women are Southern where I am. Uh, but I've seen them meet a woman in her thirties that was single oh, yes. for the first time mm-hmm. and literally said, we got to set you up with somebody. Yeah, we got to do this. Yeah. There's yeah. not broken urgency yeah. to yeah. it. And there's also like, it's like, why are, why is this the case? Or they'll say like, Oh, oh well, are they just like not putting themselves out there? And mm-hmm. I'm just like, Oh, I get that a lot. How yeah. do you, how do you do, how do you respond to that? I think I it, that sucks. it feels to me like the narrative is based on uncomfortable men trying to wrap their head around something that they thought they knew Mm. because I, my favorite show of all time is Fleabag. Have you seen Fleabag? I haven't. Okay. You should watch it. It's it's very good. I've heard it's good. It's so good. The thing that's the most interesting to me about Fleabag is that I have so many friends that are so uncomfortable to watch it because Mm. it is a woman that has desires. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's also part of purity culture. Women don't. Right. Yeah. It's all about men. You Mm. never see, you never see nudity. You never mm-hmm. see anything like that. The language isn't horrible. It's just like really funny, but as a woman that is very sexually active. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the thing that I find so interesting is I'll ask them like, dude, if you watch Fleabag and they're like, no dude, it just like, it's just like makes me really uncomfortable. I think it's really raunchy, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm just like super into game of Thrones. <laughs> and I'm like, how, yeah. who holds it, the power in game of Thrones? That's what I'm, that's, Men. And For the most a, part, I, I well actually I can't really say that because I haven't seen all of it, but it's uh, it's amazing. But what I saw, men usually held the sexual power in men. Well, not only that, we would rather watch a dragon eat a man whole or a man <laughs> get his head cut off than watch a woman be horny, mm-hmm. which it, is normal and natural and okay. So it's just it's one of those things where I don't feel like as a white dude I have any part in this conversation, <laughs> but it is something that I'm like really present and like mm-hmm. just trying to like understand it just yeah. like everybody else is same so I'm, much of what i'm saying right now is from a ve- like a deep place of learning i don't have sure. any of the answers it's just my uh, experience yeah. i'm also sorry yeah. that you're that you feel like oh, cool. the church wants you to be something that you're not mm-hmm. uh, i don't know if it's helpful at all and i almost hesitate to say it but like it i don't see that you know what I mean? Like it can't be everyone in the church, but it does seem like it is the people oh, that yeah, make sure. all the rules, yeah. which sucks. Yeah. And I, that sucks. I'm sorry that, that yeah. you're, I appreciate you sharing that yeah. though. Like there's it's, such a, there's, man, there's such an urgency whenever you have to fill out that card and like so much stress and like, oh man, I, re- I remember that day so well mm-hmm. and signing it, dating it. I was so in for it. I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do what they tell me. I'm going to wear this ring. Yeah. I'm going to be married by like 19. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I thank would, God I wasn't. By I the would way. do such, any, I, such we, man, such weird expectation. I, I don't know. It's that's so workspace, right? I would do anything to go mm. back and not have been a part of that organization. Mm. Yeah. I'd, 
for reasons that I that I couldn't say on this podcast. Uh, but I just I feel like I mean there like you look at the data and it's like this just does not work, mm-hmm. and we just have to be more comfortable talking about it mm-hmm. in a way that helps people. Yeah. But restricting biology is not the way Every, to do and it. everything's so shame based too. Because like yes. every it's it's wrong, it's wrong, it's wrong, it's wrong. And then you get married and the next like it's supposed to be okay, okay. overnight. That's yeah. it yeah. doesn't like you're we, being, we don't work that way. Yeah, it's like you're being you're being disrespectful to yourself mm-hmm. if you do it before. But yeah. then after like you're supposed to just get rid of that. Yeah. It's supposed to just it go away. It doesn't work that way. No. And like why the thing that blew my mind is growing up everyone would be like, You better not you better not do this mm-hmm. before you're married. Mm-hmm. But then it was like I'm like, can someone tell me why? And can you tell, like, can you also, like, don't give me the BS answers of why. Can you tell me a personal experience that happened to you and, like, why it messed you up? And, like, why, like, I I need to know, like, an experience that Mm -hmm. happened. Or else, like, how how can I learn from from you just, like, lecturing to me? Yeah. Yeah. I think this is, I don't think it was... uh, a system that was built to intentionally oppress, but I think that's just what happens when you take one... Yeah, idea and try to blanket it across yeah. a bunch of yeah. You guys heard, heard of Joshua Harris? Yes, he wrote the book I I Kissed Dating Goodbye. He was yes, like a nineteen-year-old yes, yes, yes. that wrote a book on courtship. Uh, yes. Listen, right. we don't need to take advice from nineteen-year-olds. Yes. Sure, but um, yes, and then yeah, he, there he and his wife just got divorced. Yeah, right. and so he and he wrote like an apology of like I I messed up. This was not like this is not the way to what, do. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah very interesting. That. And I don't know, I don't know enough about that guy or what, because I honestly, like, I'm ashamed at how blindly I just walked into that. And if I'm more honest, I joined that club because I thought it would help me get into a college. <laughs> like I joined. <laughs> well, because they say if you're president of anything, it looks oh, good. That's honestly the reason I did it. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I did, you know, like I was a good, I was a really good kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I were, I walked the walk mm-hmm. as you say. Yeah. Um, but I just, I think I, even while I was teaching it, I, I was bought into it and I can't remember when the switch flipped. I think it was after we were married where I was just like, why did we put this thing on such a pedestal? Mm-hmm. And like looking at my friends that are like happy and not doing the things I was taught were wrong or yeah. like are doing those things. And I'm mm-hmm. like, why did I think all that stuff was so bad? Yeah. So I just, I don't know. I want to be more open-handed. I want to ask, and like, babe, for you, like, I love that you're just like, can someone tell me? Yeah. Like, like, I don't want to just like blindly jump into this. I want Mm -hmm. someone to tell me why all this is forbidden. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a big problem with the big C church. It's just like so much, at least it was for me growing up. It's just like, you don't ask questions. That's not why you're here. Mm -hmm. You're here to gain information Mm -hmm. and blindly follow it. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. I just, I don't think that, not to say that, like, if you ask, if you find out why it affected someone personally, like, you have to follow them, but like that, it it just brings so much more understanding. Yeah. In any, I think, in any teachable moment, if you're trying to like get a point across, if you can come from a place of understanding. Yeah. I'm not, you know, what I'm saying. And that's why I like the Bama podcast so much, just because okay. it's, I sent you that too. Yeah. It's okay, cool. it's yeah. really it's very rich. I think it's I very it right. Dense. How do you spell it? B E M A. Okay. Mm, nailed it. Yeah. But it's like you have to At sit down. At first, I put Bama, and I was like, "She's gonna be listening to like an Alabama football." Oh coach. no, <laughs> I like, would what? No. The Roll Tide would podcast. Pick up on that. Yeah, no. but it's like I'm gonna sit down with a cup of tea, like take notes, mm. and just like let it wash over me. Like mm. I listened to the Adam and Eve episode, 
and was just like, oh, interesting. You talked about that for a while. I just, I walked my whole world because like, instead of, uh, well, I was going to, do you want to explain it or no? What do you mean? About Adam and Eve, like, like man and Oh yes. So, you know, it goes back to that same thing of, uh, the man, uh, the man is the head of the household and the woman Mm -hmm. submits and, that's he he describes it, and I'm I'm going to butcher this uh, because it's been a minute since I've listened to it. But he talks about how the the man and the woman are equal. They are two pieces of wood that lean on each other, and if you remove one, the other falls. Mm-hmm. One is not more important because they both the friction keeps both of them up. Mm-hmm. And like he talks about how we take some of the words specifically out of context to bend it to what we want it to mean, mm-hmm. and it's very practical information. And just like it it goes to show how the and at least for me it goes to show that how the bible was intended to be good news mm-hmm. and how we've sharpened its edge and edges yeah. and started throwing it like ninja stars at people <laughs> i i think gender stereotypes were I, I feel like i'm it's very hard for me to say i think and then make a statement sound mm-hmm. like do i <laughs> um i right now yeah i think yeah Thank you for being so affirmative. Oh, yeah. That yeah, yeah. Gender, no, I get it. I get that gender stereotypes are a product of the fall of Adam and Eve. Mm. Yeah, I well, think I think that what you're saying is egalitarian versus complementarian. Have you heard of this? Mm-hmm. It's no. So yeah. See, yeah. this said forever ago. Another, this is another part of my my deconstruction, and yeah. um, I grew up in a very complementarian. I don't think that was really practiced in my home, but in the church, it definitely was. Yeah. It's, it's very, uh, they use the word submit a lot. There's yes. a lot of Proverbs yeah. references. Um, a, a complementarian is men and women are equal, but have different roles, which right. to mm-hmm. me is not equal. That sounds like separate be equal. And we've already yeah. knocked that one down Yeah, in theory. Mm-hmm. Um, and then egalitarian is men and women are equal. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. So it, Practically, that what that looks like in the church is that women can have leadership roles that right. are called mm. pastor, not director. Mm-hmm. When a male in that same position might be called pastor, right? Um, that women can speak from the pulpit. Women have leadership roles. Yeah, women, men and women are equal in all areas. Yeah, and it's, it's I get goes the two names marriage. confused, but I've talked about this with mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I find yeah. it really fascinating that I don't know a single dude that's ever deconstructed his faith. Oh, what interesting! Like. I, really? I, I just think it's really, yeah, Personally? because I'm set up to win. <laughs> That's true. You, you know what I mean? <laughs> and I mean, and, we're, we're still like, we're women. So we are oppressed, but we are also oppressors. Like we're still doing okay as, you know, middle-class white women. Right. Right. So yeah, even like, we're going to be okay either way. And I went through know? a, I guess you would call. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. Two years ago, my what reconstruction of my faith. Yeah. For sure. I have a lot of baggage with that, but I, I, I'm not, I don't think I'll, anyone's ever out of it because I'm never going to have it all figured out, but exactly, I feel yeah. like way mm-hmm. more at peace with it than I ever have because I have That's, my own and it's, it's not what my family taught me. It's just yeah. like, it, this is, this is what I feel is my own now. Mm-hmm. So. That's what that Sarah Bessie book is. It's making peace with it and kind of, she calls it like a rummage sale, figuring out what to throw away, yes. what to keep. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. It's yeah. Really, it's a really good book. Yeah. That, that's cool. 
Now, do yeah. we actually want to wrap up? So I'm, I'm, <laughs> we did our I'm very what we're into thankful, a while ago. <laughs> I'm very thankful that we that we kept the red button on for that mm-hmm. bit. I got a lot out of that. So I know. Thanks well, for thanks I'll, for sharing uh, that. that Overanalyze what I said for the next two weeks. It's Aaron fine. does the same thing. Yeah, uh, it'll keep but, me up. But I'll send you this, and if there's anything that it'll you keep just me like, up. <laughs> like listen to it a little bit at a time, and just be like, do I keep? Uh, did but, you go to the Bouvet comedy night? Yes, it was so good. Was it awesome? Yeah, I want to. There's go. another one. Is this there Wednesday. another one? Yeah, this was shoot. I can't go. She's got to preserve her interview. Crackers. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> there's an, I think there's another Kraken Jokes in March, if you want to put that on your calendar. I went to that last Sunday. It was good. Cute. Thank you for coming. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll overanalyze it for a while. Okay, yeah. cool. Liza sleeps in a queen-size bed. She's the queen of it. Caddy cornered in the back of my head She's got an eye for it She likes it feng shui A real Jean-Michael Frank She keeps it tidy Liza sleeps in a queen-size bed Why, 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 why would I lie? Liza's in my corner God love her, everybody wonders why I only want her to come over Like all the time Liza bounces through all my dreams On a cosmic trampoline With every jump my heart jumps three It's like a nightclub inside my chest, love. I'm on the dance floor. Oh, Liza, baby, won't you dance with me? She said, why, 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 why wouldn't I? Liza's in my corner. God love her. Everybody wonders why. Time